eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shreparks and Jack Fritz. Never a doubt. What? I mean, I mean, never a doubt. Never a doubt. It, never a doubt. It's what the Sixers do. Uh, they make yeah. games close. They don't have to. Uh, but ultimately, oh, they come out. Come with, don't come with that attitude. I have that's, to. That's no, 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 no. I have that's to. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, welcome in. It is a live reaction. Uh, clap your hands uh, to the Sixers beating the Celtics tonight. Like, uh, we'll get into the the, the particulars of it. Um, we we did a podcast this morning talking about how this was a litmus test game and for <laughs> until the last two minutes it yeah, was absolutely it was absolutely perfect jack fritz elliot shore parks elliot uh what what's hitting you immediately as this game is is now uh, a final this team is better than the Celtics, and that was a statement game by the Sixers. I mean, look, I, I'm, we'll get into the specifics, but it was not a pretty game. Neither team played outstanding. Neither team shot the ball well. Uh, Maxie didn't shoot the ball well. Tatum and Brown didn't shoot the ball well. Embiid, you know, played well. But they still won, and this team does not win that game last year. And I think what was so apparent watching the Sixers play tonight is their role players, and you've talked about this, are just different. Like, they're just different and better than they were last year. What really stood out to me about this game was last year it was the Celtics that made all those, like, annoying hustle plays, always had their hand on the basketball, always poking their arm in, winning the hustle, the loose balls in the open court. This year it's the Sixers, like Covington, Patrick Beverly, uh, my boy Batum, um, just like you can go down the line, like Oubre. Like, they had all, type of, all types of guys that were making hustle plays that were, that were the difference in an ugly game that this was a type of game the Celtics win if they have Marcus Smart, if they have Robert Williams, if they, if they have Grant Williams. But they don't anymore. They basically have like half-hearted Porzingis just throwing up threes uh, most of that second half. And the Sixers were the better team. They were the, the more aggressive team. They were the team that won all the loose balls, like I said. And I, I'm, just, I'm just happy. Good. Uh, I'm yeah. happy for you. Um, you. So, all right. I feel a couple things off of that game. Okay. How I feel before the last two minutes is pretty much exactly how you feel. Yeah. Um, the, the, my main headline, um, again, before the ending, was the 
it's almost like these two teams have completely reversed roles. Yeah. And that's refreshing. It's like the the Celtics kind of have the they still have the stars, you know. Like Drew, I think that they will figure out how to use more and more. Derek White, uh, who I needed 20 points from. <laughs> Here we and go. Three of 11. I had four threes and 20 points for a. a it's okay. He did his it's job. It's okay. It's not for, the important for, thing. It's not the important. I don't want to focus on the not important things. Yeah. Um, you know, Tatum and Brown, like we know who they have, but they just don't feel like they have those guys. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the, the heart of the Celtics to me is gone. Like, they have the talent. They have the top-end talent. We know how good Tatum and Brown can be. But they're not Celtics. Like, that's not that's not the Celtics. Yeah. That's a, that is a softer team. And that's a team that if I was a Celtics fan watching them play the Sixers, I would be saying, oh, bleep. You know what yeah. I mean? Because like, well, they... Bill Simmons tweeted that. He tweeted, like, it was a lot easier to play the Sixers when they had someone that didn't want to play defense or break a sweat. And well, I let the record show yeah. one member of this podcast wanted that guy back. Hey, hand up. I was wrong. I've, I've said it. <laughs> hand up. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. Um, but like the Sixers were the team that was mucking it up. They yep. were the team that were, were just being annoying and in your face and like have all these annoying length guys that are, yeah, that are Covington, hard. To, yeah. Like, I mean, they had, they had Tatum and Brown pretty much shook the entire game, mm-hmm. which like, it just doesn't it doesn't really happen for for a majority of our lives it certainly didn't now, happen in the playoffs last year i could not imagine i could not imagine paying jalen brown 300 plus million dollars no. like Max that sounds better. that sounds like a nightmare he can't dribble and, yep. and i thought i mean there was a point in the game where nick nurse i, I felt like was forcing jalen brown to like make decisions and that mm-hmm. was <laughs> that's a good strategy against jalen brown but there was shit. I had so much scar tissue watching the last two minutes of the game. I, I, I I'm very happy. I'm happy to beat yeah. the Celtics. And I thought I'm not trying to let it ruin what I thought was a great, 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 great night of basketball. But I just, it was like, no, please don't, please well, okay, don't do this so again. It's funny you say you have kind of scar tissue memory, and obviously that's from the the Sixers, but it's probably also from the Eagles and the Cowboys a few days ago. Like the the game was actually a lot like that where. It was close for a lot of it. Uh, The Eagles slash uh, Sixers got control around the third quarter. Looked like they were going to run away with it. And then in the fourth quarter, obviously almost blow it. Um, So, yeah, that was obviously not great. But I I really don't think that should overshadow the first, you know, three quarters, three and a half quarters of that game. Uh, I just don't think the last three or four minutes is really what the story of the game was. It wasn't that the Sixers almost blew it. It wasn't that the Celtics came, came on late. It was, I mean, look, the Sixers probably took their foot off the gas a little early, but they were able to do that because they built a 15-point lead. This is a team that fell behind early. The the Celtics started like 1 of 11 from 3. They had Drew Holiday on Embiid, and the Celtics still beat a lead. So I'm sitting there, and that's really kind of where my scar tissue came in, of going like, man, this team is no-showing. Embiid's not taking advantage of his matchup. The Celtics aren't shooting well. I had flashbacks in Game 6 with all those Melton mysteries, by the way. Never want to see him shoot a three again against the Celtics. But it was early on where I had the memory of, of okay, this is not going well. But throughout the game, they they made that go away. And it's because of what we talked about. Um, and so by the end, although, look, when when Brown made that three to make it a three-point game, that was, that was like when the Cowboys were on the six-yard line for me. That was like, okay, maybe they're actually going to lose this game. But they didn't. They didn't. And so ultimately, I think to, to, to kind of have your – 
mood or have your uh, takeaway of this game be dampered by those past few minutes, I think is kind of ignoring the the larger picture here, which is the biggest issue the Sixers had last year. What everyone said, even the people that annoy me with their Sixers take said, was that the Sixers don't have heart. That was what the common criticism was after game six and seven. Don't have heart, can't finish the games. Tonight they finished the game and they had more heart than the exact team that everybody told me had the heart of a champion last year and they outplayed them tonight. So last thing, last thing I want to talk about with the final couple of possessions, because again, I don't think it's the main story, but since we're on it, I do want to yeah. talk about it. Um, again, I, I, it, they, they, it's, it's a struggle getting and beat the ball in those times. And even the mm-hmm. shot that he hit, and it was a great shot. You know, it was a, it was like a Kobe fadeaway. It was, it was like, like Dirk. It's like, wow. I mean, I mean it, and, and it shows how special Embiid is. But still, that's that's a shot that I think the probability if there was shot probability is that one of your uh, well, if your, you want your... to do soccer, you could do expected goals on that. You want to do well, that. I was I was going to go with baseball expected batting average. Okay, like, so like, we'll both go. I'll go with the more popular sport. But like the the expected make percentage on that shot, I don't think is super high. And it was like, wow, Embiid's a great player, and you give him credit because a great player made a great shot. But yeah. it was still a lot of like. We're getting Embiid the ball here. It's not the crisp kind of offense. They don't seem like they're, they're running around a little bit with the, like a chicken with the head cut off. Um, they and definitely that was, seemed a bit out of it. I well, and, that, uh, and, and, the, and the only thing that, it, that really bothered me about it is it felt dockish. Whereas like we're talking about Nick Nurse as an upgrade. And I think mm-hmm. we saw that in some instances tonight. But when it came down to it, there was still that little bit where it's like a difference making coach has them better prepared for that situation but but like i'll ask you this like honestly but doesn't the fact that they didn't blow didn't blow it doesn't isn't that encouraging to you like had they blown this game we come on we're going same old sixers this is what happened this is a problem with the center and i didn't and i didn't want that yeah and i didn't want that at all so yeah um but but there was just little things it was ugly for sure like this is a team that is still learning to win in a way and that's what you saw at the end (laughs) well at least it's only year eight of indeed um (laughs) positivity positivity yes um okay so outside of the last two minutes or and and you know the rest of the game the other main takeaway from tonight is that Tyrese Max is here, man. Like, yeah, man. I he is. We have uh, million claps, million claps, rounding applause. Yeah, <laughs> the biggest. I like to clap. keep it quiet for Walker clap. You got going on. That's 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 good. That's good. The, yeah. The biggest clap your hands, clap yeah. your hand. Should we do that? Like a, a, the 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 our our bid is this player of the game gets the standing ovation. Like yeah, the, 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 the round Walker, of applause. The Walker silent clap of the. Uh, <laughs> that's good. The that's round good. of the, the 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 biggest round of applause tonight goes to Tyrese Maxey. One yeah. of the things that I that I that I was looking for, and I obviously you were too, and and something that we needed to see was him looking aggressive, being aggressive, and just looking like one of the best players in the court against the Celtics. Dude, mm-hmm. he passed that test with flying colors. What a night for Tyrese. Dude, I, th- I thought you nailed it in the pregame pod when we were talking about what we were looking for, and you said, like, tonight's a night to see what Maxi can do. The Celtics are a team that all last year, going into the playoffs, we looked and said they are engineered to kind of stop Tyrese Maxi. They have, like, Derek White. They had Marcus Smart. They have long perimeter players. And Maxi had a solid playoffs, but he was not like he was tonight. And I thought there was a key moment in the fourth quarter where really Maxi showed the difference between this year and last year. Embiid was on the bench. The Sixers were up eight. The Celtics cut it to six. It's the Embiid's, uh, the Sixers slow it down. This isn't like, you know, uh, Maxi running down the court and getting a layup. It's half court. He, he goes in, goes in, little floater, puts it back up to eight. 
The Celtics go back the other end. They get a basket. Next possession, Maxi, another basket in the half court. Like, ultimately, we can talk about Maxi's size and, and all these things. What they need is somebody that when those moments come, that he can step up and make baskets in the half court. Like, not to bring up the name everyone hates, including me now, but that was the that was the hope of Harden, is that Harden would be a, a good isolation perimeter score. And he was that for times, but obviously he was not in game six and seven. But tonight, with him beat on the bench in the game slipping away, Maxi stepped up and got baskets in the half court. And that's exactly what you wanted to see tonight. He did not shoot the ball well. In a way, it's almost encouraging he didn't shoot the ball well because early on, especially, he had two points in the first quarter, came alive in the second, but he wasn't great from three tonight. I don't have it in front of me, but I don't think he ended up shooting that well. I believe he was three of 11. Uh, that sounds like someone that had a bet going on that. But well, <laughs> yes. I was, it, I, he was matching Derek White, who, again, could it's not. Costing you money left and right. What did you see? Um, did you see the, all right, it's real, real, a quick diversion from Tyrese Max. Go ahead, go ahead, Derek sorry. White had one hit the front of the rim up, and then I, I don't get the triple doink for, for, no. for a, a max cash. Like, yeah, it was. It only goes against the Sixers when you're not betting on them. But it's uh, just it's just crushing. Uh, three of eleven from three. Eleven of twenty-seven overall. It didn't yeah. feel like that though. Like I just, dude, it didn't feel like he took that many shots. There was a point early on. It was probably in the third quarter where I was thinking like he has to be more aggressive. The only free throw he had came on the technical foul. I don't think he ended up shooting any free throws outside of that. Yeah, zero for one from the free throw line, and that's not great. But twenty-eight shots, and again, like. What, that he kept shooting. I think when when you're a young player and you're developing to being the guy, the hardest thing to do is to keep going and keep believing yourself and to keep thinking the team wants you to shoot. And that's what you saw tonight with Maxi is in a big game, again, statement game, cements a special season. In a big game, Maxi was the guy that kept going and going. And late, it paid off because he he didn't back off. He stayed aggressive. It's exactly what Nick Nurse said at the podium a few days ago. And so even though he didn't shoot well, when no one shoot well, shot the ball well, he still made the plays late. So I thought if if the question for tonight was, can Maxi be a guy in the playoffs? For tonight, that answer was absolutely yes. Well, I think what we're seeing with Maxi is a guy who is I don't think his natural I don't think his natural DNA is be aggressive, go score, fill it up like mm-hmm. alpha in a way. I agree with that. Um and I think what we're doing like Nick Nurse is just doing everything he can to get it out of him. And the fact that he did shoot it 27 times, the fact that he looked fearless out there, the fact that, like, he had, he, like, one of my big takeaways from the game was, you know, I I love all the role players they have, and I think that stuff is important, but the only guys who can really create their own shot are him and Oubre, outside of Embiid, obviously. Yeah, and on it's the like, perimeter, at least, yeah. Like they, they could really use one more. Like mm-hmm. I know you, I could use a bucket boy. I need uh, <laughs> you always. All, everyone could always use a bucket boy. I need everyone could always use a bucket boy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I need a bucket boy, but like he understood that like no one else, like that's not, that is not a game where you want like Covington dribbling too much, Batum yeah. dribbling too much, like any of these guys dribbling and, and trying to create offense for themselves. That's a game where you have to create offense for yourself. And, and you know, the role players are great when you're playing against the, the Wizards and you're playing against, you know, some of these kind of, uh, you know, bottom, you know, if they're at, past the top five in, in the conference, yeah. whatever, like teams that you should beat up on. It's great to have those guys. They matter. And I think in the playoffs, having a ton of length and a ton of defenders is important and that matters. But you do need guys that can that can go get buckets. And Maxi just never shied away from my role is I have to go score. And that run he went on with him beat off the court, it was like bang, floater, like three point yeah. made. Like he, he, the the free throw thing doesn't totally bother me because I do think he was being aggressive. And in the way that he was scoring tonight was more floaters rather than let me go up and like create contact. Um, and he just is continuing to show that he can just beat you in multiple ways. And it's it's for for a game in which Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Drew Holiday, uh, Joel Embiid, and Tyrese Maxey are on the court. I mean, Maxey looked like he belonged. Yeah, and he looked, is, like, and looked like the best player. Huge development for this team. A hundred percent. And to, to your point about like Maxey going on that run, Embiid had 25 points tonight. That Embiid did not play poorly. Like I thought he made big shots late early on. He kind of kept the team afloat when things weren't going well. I want to talk about the decision to have Drew Holiday cover him. But if you would have told me before the game that he only had 25 points or whatever it was, I probably thought that they would have lost. Like normally for this team to win, Embiid has to have, especially against the great teams, 35 points, like a bunch of blocks, uh, like rebounds, all those things. But he was able to play like just a nice, good slash great game and not be special and have them still win because Maxi was there. Because Tobias had 17 points. Ubre had 14 points. Uh, Paul Reed came off the bench and scored eight. Like, you just saw the depth of this team tonight is so much better than it was in past years. And we, we've talked a lot about how it makes them better, and it, do, it does. You saw that tonight. But what you also saw is having Maxi and having these other guys, the pressure is off Embiid. Like, Embiid kind of just, I don't want to say floated through the game because that has a bad connotation, but mm-hmm. he didn't have to, like, demand a ball or, like, shoot a bunch. And you said earlier today you didn't want to see him get, like uh, – you know, throw the ball all around, get frustrated. He didn't have to do that because other players were making plays. So I think that the large scale takeaway from this is Maxi was able to make Embiid's life easier, but this whole roster makes Embiid's life, Embiid's life easier. And that's why at the end of games, he's able to have the energy to make that shot. I did have one more Maxi point. I don't know if you wanted to move on, no. but um, the biggest fear for Maxi though is they're up three, last Sixers possession, they pass it to Embiid. It goes back to Maxi. Like Embiid's not an option there. And Jalen Brown blocks him. I know Jalen Brown's a good perimeter defender. I know he's a long perimeter defender. But that's the worry right there. It's like Maxi is still, he can still be small at times. Like he is. He like he is not a big six, seven wing guy. And to have his shot block there, I thought was kind of like the worst fear you want to see for Maxi in that spot. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's not he's not a six. He's not, seven no. wing. I mean, that's, that's not 
the guy is, and it's always gonna. That's why he's more of a you know floater guy than take it to the rim because obviously mm-hmm. he can get blocked. Um, yeah, and Bead's night was interesting because even though he only finished with four assists, I felt like he was m- much more uh, like a much more willing passer. I didn't feel like the ball. Yeah stuck to Embiid, um, which I feel like in a lot of big games when he's like, I got to be the guy, I got to be the guy. I, I, I think the biggest takeaway, um, you know, from a game like that is for years, I never, I feel like the, the Sixers never really felt like any of their pieces or any of the guys playing really knew what they were supposed to do. Um, oh, shout out to, uh, shout out to the head coach. Yes. But like, it, it feels like they finally all kind of get it. Um, mm-hmm. like Embiid, he's now you're the star. You don't have to go be the 50 point guy. Um, move the ball around, don't get it bogged down. Whatever, still score when you need to. All that stuff. Like he's the star. We get it. Maxi, his role is I gotta fill it up so that they can't just focus on Embiid and and they become a one dimensional offense. Tobias Harris, like they very or maybe it's contract year Toby. Well, um, it certainly looked like it tonight. It could be. It could be contract year Toby. Um, he is, I, I, they must've just told him very simply, you have to be aggressive or else teams are, you know, it, it, we're going to be mm-hmm. that much easier to stop. And he was aggressive tonight. He didn't shoot a ton of bad threes. He ended up one of four, but they were all in rhythm. He even hit a kind of big one late. I know which, late. Yes. I can't believe it went oh, in. He oh, missed so a few easy ones. Not, oh, not easy because they're threes, but he missed a few from, from the, from the side. But yeah, he hit the big one late, which I was shocked that went in. And and he was aggressive, and and he never let his foot off the gas, and and that's a really important development for this team as well. So you know, you you three guys, it feels like they kind of have their roles. Melton's role is to hit the open threes. Did not Melton accomplish. Is going to kill me. Like we have, like he has to come out of the starting lineup. I like especially with the way uh, Batum Batum played tonight. Like he. Batum should be the starter. Uh, he, he's a better shooter. He's, I think, a better defender, at least way longer. Like, I know Melton can be a decent perimeter defender, but I think Melton's better off the bench, and he's not making these threes. And I know it, I know I'm conflating this game with uh, the Celtics' loss from last year, but in the games that have really mattered, he's not shot the ball well. So I don't want him on the court in those final minutes of these big games, which is ultimately where the season is leading up to. So just make the change now. Like, I just I, – I would start Batum. Well, well so who's your two guard? Ubre? Yeah, I would go Ubre. I'd go I'd go Maxi, Ubre, uh, Batum, Toby, and Embiid. Yeah, so or Covington. I would I would pick Batum. But I, I think I think Melton has to come out of the starting lineup. I listen, I, I pro I'm keeping him there. I, my my bigger Melton takeaway was I, I'm the only reason I'm keeping there is I I do think he's a good uh guard defender. Uh, yeah. and I do think I do trust him to at least initiate the offense. Like I think he can be a ball handler, which I don't well, think he's certainly a willing shooter. He doesn't make it, but he's certainly well, he has. I mean, he does have to like, that's, that's his role. He has to be able to make those shots. Yeah. He is not right now. So he initiates the offense and he is a good defender where it's like, I don't think Ubre can be a second ball handler when, when Maxi is, right. uh, you know, past the ball. So I would keep Melton there. The bigger Melton point for me is like the, the role players are good. The the depth is good. That's the spot. I mean, like if you're looking for the the next star, yeah, that's the one to take away. Yeah, like if you can right if there. you can add, you could you can add someone to that spot to where they can be a secondary ball handler. They can shoot a three. That's <laughs> for some well, you're reason. Starting to describe like, Zach Levine. 
but uh, which is i'm trying my best end. not to i know you is... are but i can see it in your face you're like you're, you're starting to and you're trying to think of what to say but someone <laughs> yeah. that can ask how about that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. someone can pass and defend and whatever but um for some reason again melton throws sliders at the at the like it, it has cutter action which yeah. i don't understand how that's possible because it's you know it should be a kind <laughs> of a straight yeah. shot um but guy. but 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 that's the spot like if if can can the Sixers be a true championship contending team? Can they be a team that it, it can be in the finals and win the finals if De'Anthony Melton is the two guard? If he's well, off the bench, I think it depends great. on Maxi. Yeah, right, but if he's off the bench, Maxie. great. You feel great. But he's like, like De'Anthony Melton as your starting shooting guard for a team that has title aspirations. I don't think that adds up. Yeah, I I agree with that. I don't think he is a starter on a championship type team, but. The Sixers just beat a team everybody thinks is a championship. Crit. Granted, they didn't play like just, it was not a good Celtics night. Just, but the Sixers, it is game eight. It's game eight. Okay. <laughs> I, I get that. I'm just it's saying. I, I get that. But they beat, I, the, they beat the Celtics last year and beat scored 52, and they still yeah. lost in a game set. So, yeah, like, yeah, we, we, let's go. I, I get your point. I'm just saying that I think they can compete for a title as currently constructed. If there was like, one of spot, course to, they can. Of course yeah, they can. If there was one spot to upgrade, it would be the Melton spot. I 100% agree with you on that. I just he I know he shot decent last year, but he doesn't shoot it consistent enough for me. I don't trust the big spots. And that's what's also interesting is you're starting to like trust a lot of these players in big spots to make the shot. And and Melton is is simply not one of them. So yeah, I I would agree. I would Melton would be the one I would upgrade. It's 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 obvious. I mean, that's the this season and this team is in too good of a spot, I think, to and that's why we talked about, you know, listening to Maury's comments on the Ricky. Mm-hmm. about how we both felt like he's going to make a trade in season. Well, I think this is why. Because how they played tonight was really awesome. It was fun. We're not going to talk about the last two minutes anymore. Yeah, um, didn't matter. Didn't matter. Uh, but the, that Melton spot is just so, so massive. And if and if he comes off the bench, I just think this whole thing makes a lot more sense. We'll see what they can do. Uh, I, I don't know. We got uh, time. Other... And the good news is they're in first place in the East, so they're they're not. Yep, and they won the tiebreaker tonight. So exactly. They, yeah, they're up one nothing in the tiebreaker. That's a good point. Happy you brought seed. that up. Yeah, you are welcome. Yeah, the one. They're a game and a half up on the Celtics. Did now did they lock in the one seed tonight? You think or? I mean, or? look, they play the Celtics again next Wednesday. Now that game oh. has mon- monumental things now. Because you, you win the, the first game, two, you, you guarantee the tiebreaker. Biggest oh, game of Maxi's career. Is is, is it the biggest game? Potentially, yeah. it's gonna. I mean, it's certainly up there. Probably top five, considering his first few years he didn't really have much pressure. Yeah, you can make that case. Um, I will next Wednesday. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, I've been beat Ma- thoughts. If that's what. Well, uh, yeah, sure. Let's get to the NBA thoughts. Okay, the Celtics. And we're just going to talk from like if you ignore the result of this game and just like look at how if these two teams played in the playoffs, how it could go. They have nobody for Embiid. Nobody. Porzingis is too small for him. Porzingis is not a good rebounder. I think that Horford has had Embiid's number at times, but Horford only really has Embiid's number when Embiid is kind of being like mopey Embiid. I think when Embiid is playing his game, Horford cannot handle him. You saw that tonight. And they just don't have any big men. Like the matchup is not there for them. I think the Robert Williams loss really showed tonight. Like they didn't have anybody to kind of throw it Embiid. And in a playoff series, like in the first half of this game, I was thinking, I don't know how I'd feel about this team in the playoffs. But now that the game's over and like the second half happened and Maxi played and all those things, like the Celtics have a major matchup problem with Embiid. Like the Sixers going into this game, I thought last year had a ton of matchup issues. Harden and Maxi on the perimeter. Maxi's undersized. Harden had lost a step. Embiid, they had a lot of big men to throw at him. They had a coach that made, did creative things. Now the Sixers 
have the matchup advantage with Embiid on the court. They have the coaching matchup on the sideline. And Maxi's much quicker on the perimeter. Like, I think all the matchup issues you saw against the Celtics last year are gone. And the main one with Embiid is, is the biggest deal. Like, they have nobody for him on the glass. Yeah, I just, like, I, I kept watching the Celtics tonight. And, like, Porzingis, will just, he just does nothing for me. Like, I know he can, I know he can make a three. And it's like, oh, my God, a unicorn. Like, he's right. just, he's fine. But I could never, I could never. I think he's a loser, by the way, too. I have, I've never. I'm 100 percent happy with him being the player that touched the ball a ton for the Celtics in the playoffs. I am happy every time he has it. Happy every time he shoots. Like he felt like the number one option on the team tonight. He did. For a lot of, yeah, it felt like they were like, you know, what we gotta do get the yeah, ball to Porzingis. Yeah, KP. you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and yeah. I, whatever the Porzingis thing. I, I I didn't like it in the moment. If I was a Celtics fan, I would have been like, that's obviously a, a bad decision. The Embiid thing is 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 massively important. Horford, mm-hmm. like eventually, he's got to struggle. Yeah, he's got to lose a step or two. Yeah, or you, you would think. Um, but it's just who are they going to on the bench? Like Sam Hauser was fine. Like hit a couple threes. That's cute. Like again, Peyton Pritchard. Like there's just like Patrick Beverly in a postseason series is gonna is gonna be yeah. 94 feet against Peyton. Peyton Pritchard. Pritchard only exists on the Celtics. There's no other team. <laughs> Peyton just, Pritchard. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's 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 so annoying. Well, here's like, a good bench stat for you. So yeah. every every player on the six. Well, sorry, the Sixers bench. Beverly was plus four. Covington was plus six. Uh, Batum was my was plus seven. The Celtics bench. Every single player was in the minus, and Al Horford was minus twenty three. Like that's kind of where this game shifted is when subs had to be start had to start being made. Yeah, well, and and again, like we talked about in the open, I mean, when it always felt like the the Celtics were the team that had the the eighth and ninth guy that would that would stifle the Sixers bench mm-hmm. that they would never be able to get anything done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One of the biggest changes tonight was that, like, the Sixers' bench were, was actually an advantage over it's a, a Celtics team. A big advantage, team. a big like, one. A, a massive advantage, which is something we've never been able to say in our entire existence, Elliot, I don't believe. Yes. Like, not even just the Celtics, but, like, the Bucks and all those teams. Like, they went, they have so many different guys. Then And the, the Pat Bev little run, like, that unit in the third quarter was freaking awesome. And, like, he hit that little floater and then, like, started, like, you know, getting a crowd into it. I was like, what is it, 2001 all over again? I mean, it, it really did. It had that feel to it. It was like, wow, yeah. these, these, you know what I said to myself? And, and, um, I think a lot of people thought at the same time, these are our guys. Oh, there it is. There these it are, is. The, the team, the team that represents the city better than any other dude, team. They, they do. They do. They, they it's, er, I, I don't care that it's eight games. Like, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't care. They are a Philadelphia team. They are yes, 100%, 100% a Philadelphia team. And we, we've been annoyed by it. The second round exit stuff. The, the yeah, ooh, wake me up when they're out of the second. Ooh, ooh. Like they, that's, 
this is what I wanted. Like, this is what we mm-hmm. wanted. Just a team that looked like they cared and they and they liked us. And they, I mean, they got a standing ovation. You know, like they yeah. they 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 got the crowd all the way back in. Remember, we talked about there's no freaking juice in the first home game, and like none of the MVP mm-hmm. chance started with Embiid to like the fourth quarter, even though it was like kind of going off. Like it took eight games of them looking like they gave a crap and had heart to for this city to buy in. Well, and I just, I, I, if you're not watching, I don't know how you don't feel that. Well, it's like we said on the first pod, like. Like we want people to buy back in because it's just more fun when everyone is on the Sixers, like just like with any other team. But but the other thing I think that stood out to me tonight is so obviously with the job we have, like we're on the air all day, like doing hits, all those things. I heard a lot today of like it's only game eight, like it's only game eight, Elliot. Who cares? Like it doesn't matter. It's like blah 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 blah. Like Phillies fans have had their moments over the last year, like the like the you know the win over the Braves and all those things. Like Eagles fans have had their moments. Sixers fans have not had many moments that you could genuinely sit down after the game and go like, that was awesome. Like I believed in team last year, but a lot of people didn't. And I know there's still some skeptics and I know it's game eight, but like, how could you not watch that game tonight? If you're a Sixers fan and feel like this is a moment I've been waiting for. And like, that's really what kind of it's all about. Like, it's true. You can laugh and like, but it's true. Like the Sixers fans have been waiting for something where it was like, you could end the game and feel like you really believe. And Phillies fans have had it. Eagles fans that have it. I don't know if Flyers fans have had it. I hope they do. But yeah. I yeah. know, yeah, well, Keith Jones on the job. But I know Sixers fans haven't really had it. And to what you're saying about this is a team that you feel represents a city and a team that, like, does all the things we've been waiting to do. Like, yeah. Like, and so for Sixers fans tonight, I know they almost blew it, but when that final horn end and clap your hands came on and then clap your hands pod came on, like, that's an awesome moment for fans. I just, I, I think that the people that, got like bullied online about like why would you believe in the Sixers and it's only game eight blah blah like they deserve that moment like that moment was was one that they have deserved one person who does not deserve it and I did not appreciate oh, the tweets tonight James Seltzer yeah just we know just not not 100%. allowed to enjoy it he's, he's, he said he's, he's not, not enjoying it till the playoffs not allowed to enjoy it until the playoffs. And, 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 and I know Salt. we both know Seltzer oh, as yeah. soon as as soon as everyone's on board, bang, Seltzer's right at the front of the line. So uh, <laughs> I'll be monitoring closely what he says on the morning show tomorrow. Trust me. Be, yeah, oh, how I, ironic. Also, tomorrow's the one day I'm not on WIP. Just wait till I'm on your show, Fred. Yeah. Well, who would have thought? Well, yeah, I hope big frankly, NBA keeping me off. Um, frankly, I hope that every clap your hands listener to on Thursday morning show, because yeah. I think if we had our first enemy of the podcast, it's James Seltzer. It so, might be. He's so, announced you almost as an enemy of Go Birds by calling you John. So I think we have a, a thing going here. So here's my quick, because I don't really understand that bit. Why is he calling me John? I'm not 100% sure either. I think so. Uh, I think Tom from Abington called you that because right. as a way to disrespect your Cowboys take, if I remember Correct. correctly. Yeah. Yes. So now, that's where okay. it's coming from. Yeah. So I guess I'll start calling him Jamie. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Jamie. Jamie uh, or Jimmy. I think Jamie's better. Jamie's way better. Yeah, Jamie, um, Jamie's way better. So, um, so I would like everyone to monitor Seltzer. He is not allowed to say anything positive about the Sixers. He just mentions. Yeah, he won't see them because he, he won't see. Only says he won't see them, but he, say, he says that. He I agree. Some of these, yeah. yeah I see him respond. He's on fraud watch. He's on fraud watch. <laughs> so, yeah, first enemy of the first first enemy of the podcast. There is, we go. Uh, is James Seltzer because. I'm sick and tired of his nonsense. And um, 
Well, let me Whatever. ask you this, though, in all seriousness, because you'll be on tomorrow uh, from 2 to 6 for your radio show and then also 6 to 7 for your other one. Um, 6, 6 to 7.30, Riding with the King from 6 to 7. Mr. Nice. Well, I'm, sure the the I'm, sure, I'm sure Howard Eskin's fired up uh, for this one. What do you think the reaction tomorrow is going to be? I think it's going to be they were same old Sixers the last two minutes. Oh, my God. I know. No, I, I'm going to come in and just sit in the studio. <laughs> It's, I like, I just comes it in, yeah. I, I think that's what's gonna be. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be like, oh, yeah, but they they almost gave it away at the end. Let's let's disregard the. But first they didn't. 40s. It's the same thing as a stupid reaction to the Cowboys game. Like they didn't blow it. They didn't lose the game. They did not lose the game. If you if anyone's checked the final box score, the Sixers won the game tonight. So people calling them are like they almost blew blah, blah blah. That's not what happened. The Sixers won the game, the majority of the game, and in the final minutes, the Celtics made a run. Like that is not the story of this game. Is that they almost blew it? Well, I, I, I feel like I have to get this out there um, because if anyone listened to me from 6 to 7 tonight, um, I did a whole bit about how you're not allowed to call in tonight and say... I'm not her. No, no, not you. Okay. I, I did it about how if you call in tonight and tell me the Eagles are 8-1, and one, so who cares how they're playing, a win's a win, mm-hmm. I'm, you're buzzed and you're off the air. I like, like it. I, I like it. Like I, I, I can't take it anymore. Please tell me something that actually means something. Mm-hmm. Um, a win's a win does not count for the Eagles, in my opinion. A win's a win counts for the Sixers. So that's 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 my that's my my <laughs> official position. Go, yeah. <laughs> that's my official position on if I'm being fraudulent about ripping wins to win for the Eagles and not Getting ripping ahead a win to win Look for the Sixers. Leading from the front. I like that. Getting out of front of things is is what I am is Well you I need to monitor at. tomorrow. People calling in and be like they almost blew it. Like I need you I need you on the front lines like I would be. If they did not almost blow it, they won. That is the that is what happened. It'll go wow. down as a win in the cup. While almost blowing it. All right, Elliot. Elliot, uh, Let's let's give a little bit of final thoughts here. Put a bow on uh, Sixers Celtics in in the biggest game of of the season and uh, one that determined the one seed in in the East tonight. Game and a half up. Um, I think for me, the biggest takeaway from this is absolutely how different the roster is from last year. We've talked about it, but to put a bow on it, like if if you are listening to this pod and you want to know why to believe in the Sixers. They're almost a completely different team from last year. They play differently. They attack the basketball differently. I think Nick Nurse is a major difference. And they're a team that has heart. I think last year, while I thought they had a lot of talent and they had comebacks, which which were impressive, they never played like that. And so while a win tonight was important, I'm almost happy they won it without Embiid scoring 50 points and him just carrying them. They won how you win in the playoffs, which is lots of role players and then your big players, Embiid and Maxi making enough plays. Um, So I thought it was not only a win, it was a very encouraging style of win to win ugly against a team that's been known for winning ugly. Yeah. And um, being kind of Celtics-ish against Celtics was a a very nice change up. Um, And uh, it, it was a really good night. And I hope that people do not just focus on the last two minutes. Uh, My won't let them. (laughs) I will not let him. Uh, a couple of final things that I had here uh, real quick to go over. Um, it was hard not to get emotional at the Robert Covington three tonight. Oh, you know, so like, good. It was so good. And he was playing playing late into the fourth quarter against Celtics. I mean, yeah. if that's not what movies are, are made about, I'm not sure what <laughs> is. So I mean, they're always going to win a title with Covington back on the team. Oh, dude, he's the full. He's the fulls of the 2020s. It's a good point, like, actually. I like that. 
Yeah. I mean, Foles, Broco. Yeah. Phil, Phil's bring back Hector Neris. It's <laughs> all it's all just perfect. Uh it, it is all just perfect. And um it was Wait, did they really great... bring back Hector Neris? No, no, I mean, I, I, I'd want them to, but oh, okay, um, all right, sorry, I thought maybe I he's a free that. agent. He's a free. Oh, okay, agent. all right, all right, sorry. Don't Basically. worry about it. Yeah, 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 don't don't worry about. I it. thought I nailed and, that one. <laughs> you did. Um, yeah. and please find an upgrade for the D'Anthony Melton spot ASAP. Um, and get me one more bucket, boy. They, yeah, Elliot, and no more Ferk in the first quarter. How about again? Ever? Just yeah, no more. Especially not in the first quarter. I feel like I feel like I feel like the Ferk the Ferk thing is. Trying to have another bucket boy on the court. Yes. But he's not, a, he's no. not a bucket boy. He well, is... when he was playing, I was thinking, like, we were talking about Nurse. Like, he's going to try so many things, and there's going to be these players. And look, and then he's doing it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe just play the good players. And the guy's yeah, on the yeah, yeah. yeah, like, just play Turkavion Smith. If we're, well, there's your bucket boy. Play Turkavion Smith over Fur. Can't dribble. Um, Don't care. He can shoot. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. But, like, they need... It, it, like Ubre and Max, it, like they have a bunch of long wings. They have a bunch of athletic wings. They're tough and whatever. Mm-hmm. Give me one guy who can fill it up. Just it, all the like one more, one more. Great. And Agreed. this team, this team can win a title. Uh, great night. Uh, we'll be back soon. Yeah, we, one point. Probably have another win. Listen, we want to talk Sixers basketball. We will talk Sixers basketball. Yes, for um, the third pod in 24 hours. We are clearly, uh, clearly excited about this team. It's alright. It's, it's a good time. Yeah. Uh, for Elliot Shurfark and Jack Fritz, it's been another great, great edition.